Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 502. 502. 502. 502. Starting 502. The Starting 502 podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. You guys, we are back for another edition of the Starting 502 podcast, part two of an episode where we go in-depth on what you can expect to see this season on the court for your Louisville Cardinals basketball team. Where we left off, Nick Connor was about to go in-depth on what you can expect to see this season from Jalen Withers. Stay tuned. We answer some of your all's questions, go in-depth on the starting lineup, and much more. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, so so Jalen, to my knowledge, was a guard in high school, like 6'1", 6'2", at least. I think he might have been playing the two or the three. But all that to say, this dude has already matured so much physically and um, in the game of basketball on the campus of UofL. And Mac is saying this in year two of him actually playing. We haven't even started the season. I mean, he he seems to be publicly saying, go get this, like go get millions of dollars right now. That's what I'm asking you to do. Um, and and this, is, this is one of those situations where I think you can see the potential I mean, I think a guy like like a Gabe, right? You can see fundamentally there are some like we don't have the talent level needed to be a professional basketball player, you know, outside of a small European country. But right. that's not true of Jalen Withers. He's and he said he's the most talented guy, and he said it's it it's it's not even close. Like it may not. E- he said I believe that direct quote was it may not even be close. To say that in a preseason presser, I think you're trying to to get this guy to like really buy into if you give me everything you got. If you get everything in your personal life figured out, if you get the diet figured out, if you get the class figured out, you can be out of here. You can be making money. You can do whatever you want to do for your family, etc. What that means for this basketball team is they have a dude that can go get 20 and 10 every single night. I think we got five to seven dudes who are going to score like eight points a game, eight to 12. And we might have a Sam go for 16. We might have a Dre go for 12, but we might also have a night where Dre plays 12 minutes or JJ plays 12 minutes and we win the basketball game easily. Like there's a lot of flexibility here. 
Um, but that, that quote specifically makes me think, what is the ceiling for Jalen? And if he thinks it's just starts at NBA next year, then man, do we have some potential with him? You know, I think it's sending a message to Withers a little bit. Like you can be everything you want to be and more. And I think for Chris Mack, Jalen Withers is such an important component, right? So you had that quote unquote super six class. Uh, David Johnson was drafted. That's great. I mean, he was a top 100 type of guy. In freshman, he showed that he had the capabilities of being uh, kind of McDonald's All-American type of guy, that kind of level, and then kind of like leveled out a little bit when a more heady kind of guy came in and took over last year in Carly Jones, right? But the rest of that class outside of Withers hasn't really panned out. The rest of them have transferred away. Um, and I think that it's important that Mac's first true recruiting class uh, that he has another guy that goes uh, in one of the first two rounds. And I think it's important that that Jalen Withers, for him, I think it's important that Jalen Withers goes this year. The reason being because if Jalen Withers is a you know late first-round draft pick this year, Louisville is going to be a really solid team. Um, because you know going into last year, Chris Mack was hyping him up, him up a lot. But Chris Mack thought that he was going to have uh, two really solid centers last year, and he didn't have any centers last year. He had Malik Williams for two and a half games. He had Malik Williams essentially for two two games in, in a quarter where he played like 25 minutes a game, right? So I think that's an important thing to remember is that even last year, um, you know, when we had Chris Mack on, on, on our podcast, uh, Jacob, Alex, and I, you know, he, without even prompting him, the big, the big takeaway was that he is just really sold on Jalen Withers. Like, this is his guy. You know, he was talking about he's grown from like six seven, six eight to six nine, six ten easily in the offseason. He's a guy who can put it on the floor. He's a guy that can shoot it. He's a guy that can rebound. He's a guy that can defend. He can do everything. Uh, and going back to high school, Jalen Weathers, high school coach, who had, you know, has a guy, has a few guys who are really talented coming out of school. He said, like, hey, this is the most talented guy I've ever coached. He can guard the two through five. He can play the five in college. He can play the three in college. This is a guy that's a one and done or a two and done. Like that's like going back to like his junior year of high school. That's what people were saying about Jalen Withers. So there, there's no doubt in my mind that everybody sees the potential in him. It's just that he has to be able to unlock that. And the coaches have to be able to put him in positions, to unlock that. Unfortunately, last season, he was kind of put in a position where he just couldn't be that. We saw the flashes. We saw like when Malik Williams was in the game or when he was in the game with another big at the same time. He was able to create from the four. He had some step back threes. He had some, he had some opportunities where he was driving from the wing. Like he was like unstoppable. He was an unbelievable player. He was like a lottery pick looking player. So if, if he is that guy, if he is what everybody thinks that, that he has in him, he, he can be a guy that you can base a team around. Uh, and then, you know, we haven't even gotten to Malik Williams. We haven't gotten to Dre Davis, who is, perhaps the most underrated player on a local team in the last five or six years. We haven't gotten into all these different aspects of this team that built around a player like Jalen Withers built around a 20 and 10 type of guy built around a guy that like by February, everybody's like, yeah, he's gone built around that type of guy. This team can be really, really good. It's, it's hard in college basketball to say like, Oh, this is a final four team because anything can happen in March, but this can be a, t- a team in which, you know, they could lose 10 games and make a run in March. They could, you know, have a really solid season and compete to win the conference. That's the type of team that we're talking about. 
if Jalen Withers is the player that we think he could be. Speaking of over-unders, I don't think they lose 10 games. Yeah, yeah. I think, Presley, to kind of get to landing the plane here, um, I think the big thing that we also saw here was we did get an NCAA question in the presser. Um, Coach Mack, very, very, very well in his lawyer talk, said, I'm not going to answer questions about the NCAA. You know, I've been advised not to. Um, But he did say, one day I will talk, and I will talk for a long time. And um, that reporter asked him if that was a promise, and he said, yes, it is. And so I, I, I do await the day that he is able to open his mouth and say some things. But again, going back to like the Dan Mullen comparison, I don't feel Chris Mack is one foot out the door. I think that was solidified the way he's talking about this. He's not talking as a like F the NCAA coach. And he can't at this point. Let's just be, it's just what it is, right? But he's also talking in a way that's like, I'm going to do what I'm told, but we're going to go win basketball games. And that's an exciting place to be. Um, there may be a black cloud. It may be coming. It may be coming quicker than we'd like it to be as far as consequences. And we, we can leave that to interpretation for now. But right now, I think the, the outlook is bright. Um, I really like the team that we have here. I think, I think it is worth briefly mentioning the Reese Gaines situation. So it, it kind of started some things on Twitter this afternoon. Um, he was asked a question about, you know, is, is former Cardinal star Reese Gaines a coach on the basketball team? Is he staff? He had kind of mentioned, I think it was a week or two ago, that he was a coach, that he was a staff member. Right, right. Um, what was your takeaway there, Presley, on, on that whole response? You know, well, they've been looking to fill that position, right? So Khalil Fennell essentially moved up, and then Taylor Barnett, who is kind of in a position that opened up, moved into Khalil Fennell's position. So they've been looking. I know just behind the scenes from, you know, just personal conversations. Sources. Sources. Uh, that, that they have definitely been looking at a lot of candidates to fill that position. I believe somebody from 93.9, I believe it was Pat Jaggers, came out and said, that Louisville has hired Reese Gaines. Mac made it made it apparent that it was not official by any means. Um, I think that's exciting because I think that Reese Gaines is is the perfect person to bring in. Right, he's from the Denny area, Denny area, the Denny era, and he's from the Patino area. He experienced both, and he was an All American type of player when he was at Louisville. He's a beloved player. He's a guy who has experience in college. He's a guy who has experience in the NBA. He's a guy who was drafted in the same draft as, as LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and that massive uh, 2003 draft class, right? So, like, this is a guy that checks all the boxes for what you would want as a representative of your program, regardless of what where he is, um, you know, on the coaching staff. Uh, he's coached at a lot of different levels. He's played at the highest possible level. He's an NBA draft lottery pick. He's a guy who's a beloved player from your school that could do no wrong when he was at Louisville. To me, that checks all the boxes. Obviously, they have their vetting process to do. Obviously, Chris Mack cannot talk about an ongoing hiring process. Obviously, whoever spilled the beans probably shouldn't have quite yet. Uh, but it sounded like when he was asked about Reese Gaines, he kind of looked over to, I assume, Kenny Klein and had like a sly smile like, dude, you can't keep anything private around here type of thing and just laughed it off and said, yeah, you know, Reese Gaines uh, applied for the position as did many other people. And uh, we will be considering, you know, it's like, it's like whenever there's like one of those promotions at your work 
and everybody's like, oh, Tom's going to get that promotion. He had the best sales record the last five years. He's going to get that promotion. Like, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, it, it would be a no-brainer. Like, if they hire somebody outside of Reese Games, now that this has come out, that he was quote-unquote hired by the university, then it'd be a no-brainer, right? But um, I, being the creepy super sleuth that, that I am, every, you know, two or three days, I'll go to uh, Louisville.edu and and type in Reese Gaines' name just to see if he's in the directory, and he's not. So he's not an employee uh, for the University of Louisville. I don't know if he ever will be, uh, but if he is, I think that's an awesome hire. Uh, regardless of, of uh, you know, I don't know exactly what he would be doing. He'd be doing whatever Taylor Barnett was doing, which apparently was good enough to take over Khalil Fennell's job. So connect the dots there. I think that it would be a great hire. What about you? I mean, absolutely. Bring in former players, connect the dots, um, make any tie possible to the Donovan Mitchells, make any tie possible to the Jordan Wars. I just got a personal alert that Jordan's playing big minutes from my NBA source. So apparently there you go. There you go. Right there. Night one, big minutes for um, the bucks. So that's, that's a big deal. Like you said, connect the dots, do whatever it takes to bring back the winning history to bring back guys that have good relationships with the university guys that have good relationship with professional basketball, all of that. And I, I just wanted to add here, my trying to wrap it up here with my brain. We didn't even talk about Mason Faulkner. No, which is crazy. That's which apparently we call him Mace. That's what I took away from coach. So apparently that's what his thing is. Coach Mack said he's, he is good to go as of yesterday, meaning Monday, October 18th, he is full go. So there was a little bit of like murmur. He came out in street close for the scrimmage. There kind of been some hush from what I understand from the program about what was going on there. But let's not forget. He said, this is a high ankle sprain that never really went away. And he was between programs. And to be fair, he was between three programs at that with a child in the Louisville area. So just a lot going on for him. And he mentioned some load management things that he never thought as a college coach, he would do with both he and Malik Williams. Um, but again, all that to say, so many dudes, so many pieces, um, really excited about the depth and like circling it all back to the Matt Cross, the Noah Locks. Those guys were asked to do a lot of different things on their team. Matt Cross, for example, played on a team that had like seven guys that were eligible last year. They had injuries like you've never seen before in a COVID year. They had COVID. I mean, that was a really tough team to be a part of. And the dude played really well. So I think that it will always come down to, will they mesh? Will they become a team as they say, you know, will they buy in as we've both said, um, but nothing, but nothing, but um, excitement. Um, I personally, for one, am excited to see Kentucky state come out in a one, three, one zone in a week and a half. <laughs> Can't wait. Hopefully they were tuned in for the presser and we'll run Sam to the, to the foul line and he'll, he'll hit a couple jumpers and they'll go to man, but it'll be a good time. Um, let's get to those questions real quick and, uh, let's get ourselves out the door. So so quick, quick check-in Jordan Wara, uh, almost halftime, uh, between the nets and the bucks on opening night. We got Jordan Wara. How many minutes do you think he's played so far with three minutes to go in the, in the second half or second quarter? They play 12 minute quarters. So, so so they, they've, they've been, they're 21 minutes in. So he's played 16 minutes. He's played eight minutes. Oh. Uh, five points, two rebounds, one assist. But that is that is a big minute jump for him from last year. Huge, yeah. He wouldn't have played this jump last year. No, no shot. So that's yeah. that. That means that what he did in the preseason, what he did in the offseason, 
was enough to solidify his well, position. We'll just keep we're just gonna keep name dropping Chris Hatfield until he subtweets us um from his podcast. But yeah. he said he was excited to see player prop bets for Jordan Wara. And so if Vegas is is letting you put money I, on that, then that tells you they're planning on playing him. So a, fu- I, a funny I, I remark there, but I think his over under was eight points tonight. So I, it, it looks like the way he's going, he should probably hit that. He's already how about that. Three, how about nine. that on night one? How about that? That'd be amazing. A uh, couple questions, couple questions from from uh, from the Twitter users. So, uh, first question uh, from Brian Trent, who's our women's basketball podcast host. If you haven't checked out the Off the Walls podcast, the first episode is with Louisville women's basketball coach Jeff Walls, and uh, the 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 exciting guests are are, are not going to stop coming. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, Brian Trent asks the starting five of the season started today. What you got? Jared West. Um, I'm not sold on the two guard. That's my that's my error. I don't know where the really? two guard's gonna be. Okay. Um, Sam Williamson, Jalen Withers, Malik Williams. All right. So I'm going it's with probably know a lock. I'll just say that now. But okay. So I'm going with the same lineup then. West lock, Sam Withers, Williams. I think that's the most common sense. And and, and based on everything that we've heard, we're gonna get more into the Noah Lock, Jared West love fest. Because I think that it would be really fascinating to see Jared West and Noah Locke starting. And then you have Mason Faulkner and L. Ellis coming off the bench, like midway through the second segment of the game. That'd be really fascinating to see two of the more the, the more exciting guards in, in, in the Chris Mack era coming off the bench for Louisville. Now, again, it's not who starts, it's who finishes. I get all of that stuff, but... When yeah. Faulkner committed and when LLS committed, you would never in a million years have thought, unless Carly Jones came back, which most people didn't think was going to happen. But you you would never have thought that those two guys would be starting together. Unless you listen to our Faulkner reaction podcast in which we both yeah, said that's, they would not be true. starting. That's but That's fair. That's fair. But, you know, and we don't know halfway through the season, maybe Mason Faulkner's like, dude, you, you can't not start that guy. Whatever. But regardless, yeah, I think Westlock, Sam Withers, Williams will be the starters. Maybe after the first two exhibitions, we can rehash this and say, hey, who do you think will be by the Kentucky game? Who do you think will be starting? Because that'd be an interesting conversation, I think. Right now, it's hard to tell. We haven't seen any at all um, of Mason Faulkner in a Louisville jersey. Uh, he's played. He's been there for one practice. So, a long way to go in the Mason Faulkner saga. Um, but stay tuned for that. But I, I, I think, in my opinion, I think the starting lineup's locked up already. I think that that's that. Another interesting conversation to get into that I kind of like was just I was just jotting down some notes. You have 14 scholarship players on this roster, one more than usual. Granted, uh, oh, you do have an injury. We won't we won't see um, Mike James Mike James this season. If you have two starting five type of lineups, you know, kind of two uh, what was it that Calipari called it the platoons? Platoon. Yeah, two of those type of lineups. I think it's an interesting conversation. Who are the three players left out? I think Gabe's one of them, but who else? Who are, so it, it'll be interesting because there's essentially going to be two to three guys that that are kind of like. They only end up playing, and unless there's injuries, unless I, stuff happens. Yeah, I, I, they're only going to play four or five minutes a game. It'll be interesting to see because you know 
we're getting we're hearing a lot of hype about Gabe Wisnitzer. Um, you know, we're, we're we're hearing you know mixed reviews, but we all know what JJ Trainer can do. A guy that was twenty minutes a game last season. Nobody's talking about Dre Davis, who you cannot leave this guy off the court for very long. Like we're already saying, like it's almost a guarantee Dre Davis is going to start, right? But this is a guy who started like almost every game last season. And he was really solid as a freshman. He he got some mixed reviews, but as a freshman, as a guy who had to play a lot more minutes than Chris Mack ever would have expected, he was really solid. And, you know, as we heard today, Chris Mack really likes those coaches' sons. He liked those, likes those guys with a good head on their shoulders. Um, and not to mention, we're talking about a lot of up-and-down basketball. He was the best player on the fast break last season, according to Kim Palm, according to a lot of metrics. The best player on the fast break last season was Dre Davis. So, with all of that in mind, you have one of your better rebounders on the team, one of the more underrated players that nobody ever likes to talk about because he kind of plays like ugly Dwayne Sutton type of basketball, a guy that's not going to be this or that on any given night. Gray Davis is going to be kind of a wild card this season. be interesting to see how he fits into his rotation. Uh, I'm glad I don't make $3 million a year, so I, I'm not getting paid to, to figure out how that's going to happen, but Gray Davis is going to have to find his way onto the court. Whose minutes is he going to take? How's that going to work out? That'll be an interesting storyline to follow. Uh, another question that we got from Twitter user King DJ 93 hmm. How do you feel about the four and five spots? So I haven't talked about this a lot, right? Because it really feels like Malik Williams is like the lock of all locks to be the starter at the center. There's a second lock on this team to be a starter. It has to be uh, Jalen Withers, right? I feel great about the four and five spot, but It'll be interesting to see. We kind of, I kind of teased at this a little bit to start the show. Number one at the five spot, Gabe Witznitzer. Everybody's really high on him. Um, I listened to a podcast. Maybe we can get, get into this next time. Um, a walk on. I cannot think of his name. Brad Colbert. I listened to from Brad Loveland, Colbert. Ohio, for the record. Just around, just down the road. He's an, Sorry, he's an Ohio guy. He's an Ohio guy. Huge Ohio State fan. I learned that today. Brad Colbert was talking about who are the guys to look out for on the team. He mentioned Gabe Wisnitzer. I thought that was interesting. Uh, A lot of people are talking about Gabe Wisnitzer's ability to run the floor. Gabe Wisnitzer's ability to be a guy who can be a big body, who can be a big rebounder. Could Gabe Wisnitzer take away some minutes um, from from our big man, our big six foot eight? uh, Curry. We haven't talked about Sidney Sidney Curry Curry at all. I haven't talked about Sidney Curry. Sidney Curry was a guy who, when I was looking through JUCO highlights, when I was watching, I believe it was going back to Jay Scrub. So that's how I that's how I got acclimated with Sidney Curry. And I was like, dude, who's recruiting this guy? And I looked up and I was like, oh, Kansas is on him. Like, whatever. So I just always saw Sidney Curry as being a Kansas guy, whatever. But I was always, I always respected him as a recruit because I saw his ability. I saw what he was capable of on the floor. It always fascinated me. Um, Sidney Curry is a player. As a college basketball fan, I was interested to see how he turned out uh, at, at the highest level in college basketball, if he could be an NBA prospect. Well, now he's here at Louisville. There's a lot of questions surrounding uh, Sidney Curry. What type of player can he be? How many minutes can he play? Is he a guy who's going to be more like a, a center in the next next few years he's more of a developmental player and then you you have roosevelt wheeler we haven't seen this guy since essentially 2019 2020 right so there's a lot going on at the five spot what i love is that there's depth there 
What I love is that the guys at the four spot can play their, their true position. Uh, I think that Jalen Withers, like we talked about, could be one of the best players, if not the best player on the team. I think he could be a guy that you build your program around. I think he could be a guy that, that Chris Mack says, look, this guy went number 18 to the New York Knicks. You know, like he that that's the type of guy that we're talking about with, with, with Jalen Withers. Uh, he was a guy who was kind of like a, he's like 120 coming out of high school. Chris Mack can say, look, I came in, he came in, he redshirted, he believed in my process. And then he became an All-American type of player. He was drafted in the first round. I think that's what Chris Mack foresees with him. And I think that if that's what he foresees with him, that we'll, that he can be a guy that Louisville can build their program around. He can be a guy that helps with recruiting. He can be a guy who's a name in the NBA. Like, he could be all that stuff. That's who we're talking about with Jalen Withers. He's a big deal. Um, and then with J.J. Trainer, he's a wild card. Because I think that J.J. Trainer is, is, is you know, we haven't even seen him play very much on the perimeter. But what we have seen, just like Withers, he's a really talented guy. Uh, he's an excellent free throw shooter. He's an excellent defender. He's a solid rebounder. He's a guy when he has his weight up and when he's an aggressor, he can 100% be a starting caliber player. And I think that he's a guy that you build your program around going forward. I think he's a guy that you hope that Jalen Withers leaves so you can have two years of J.J. Trainer. Like, I think that's who J.J. Trainer is. So that makes me excited about the the four and five spots. Last thing I'll say about the four and five spots, and then I'll get off my soapbox. I think that we're talking about this whole Matt Cross, Sam Williamson thing, right? I think a, a a solution to that, because like I said as well, you have to play Dre Davis. Like Dre Davis has to find time. And I think that Samuel Williamson and Matt Cross are guys that you cannot keep off the floor, right? So those three guys have to find minutes. And where do they find them? I think they find them where we would foresee J.J. Trainer finding minutes. I think that you could see with a group that's going to be putting the ball on the floor a lot and getting up and down the floor a lot, uh, spreading spreading and spacing the floor, wanting to get guys on the floor that can shoot the three ball, uh, you know, kind of not a frantic or a hectic pace, but, a, a, you know, pushing the pace responsibly. J.J. Trainer can be a guy that we could see next year be that guy that could be that Jalen Withers type of player. But right now, I see Matt Cross and Samuel Williamson taking up those spots, and I love that. I would love to see Matt Cross at three, and, you know, Chris Mack says they don't play positions, whatever. I would love to see, you know, a smaller lineup based around uh, Malik Williams, Roosevelt Wheeler. I, I think that'd be really exciting. Cosign. Agree with everything you said. I'm excited <laughs> to see how many guys get minutes, how many minutes each guy gets. I think we're going to have to have a post-game uh, weekly recap of who got the minutes and why segment. Yeah, we yeah. got to come up with a better name than that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think this is one. this is something to track. Absolutely. Um, will guys buy in? Like That's a, that's where you got to go there. Like, Will they buy into 8 to 12 minutes a game if they were playing 15 minutes last year? We're going to see. We're going to find out. I mean, we're going to see body language, those kind of things that you see on the bench that always are telltale signs. Um, that you're not bought in. Um, but I'm excited to see it. Uh, like you said, so many pieces we didn't even get to touch on. Looking forward to Kentucky State. Looking forward to seeing, as Max said, them play somebody else <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and, and be able to break things down. As he said, he had one or two things he wanted to fix, and then after the scrimmage, he had a bajillion. So I'm sure he'll have a few right. of those um, after the exhibition. Really interested to see how things work out as far as him coaching exhibitions but not coaching the first regular season games. I mean, those kind of things are going to be interesting to see game to game. Sure. Um, but looking forward to what's ahead, looking forward to some, some post-game recaps coming at you. Um, looking forward to being in your feed more often. Um, right. Just 
as 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 we do, right? How do you get more people to listen to our, a podcast, Presley? You ask them to leave a review. So if you like this podcast, you should leave an Apple podcast review. And if you do, what should you do there? How do I know that you're there? You leave us a suggestion of who we should get on the show, who we need to bring on, who knows a little basketball. Maybe it's somebody that has a Twitter presence, has a podcast presence. Maybe it's somebody who doesn't, but they know their X's and O's. Let us know. Let us know what questions you want us to answer in those reviews. Make sure you're sharing the podcast. That's always a big thing too, right? It's basketball season now. Turn the page. We're here. Make sure other people know that, hey, we're recapping each game. We have a we have a post-game podcast every single episode. People don't know that yet because we haven't done it yet. So let people know we're excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the season. Like at this point, we're just speculating. So I can't wait to actually just mm. get a chance to get my hands. Like it always feels like the first four or five games, like there just wasn't enough game. Like we needed five, 10 more minutes of game time to grasp what this team is. I'm sure the coaches feel the same way. I'm excited to to get this ball rolling every game after the post game. I can't wait to see mad Nick Connor. Like I just want to see Nick, like I want to see him like lose the Mississippi state or like just do something really stupid. And then, then Nick just get like really mad. Like I, I, I can't wait for that. So uh, there's going to be a lot to look forward to this season. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. If you don't follow us on Twitter, please do starting five Oh two. And I, I can't wait to get some more guests on. I can't wait to get our feet under us and, and get this thing rolling, man. We're signing yeah. off. Let's do it. Go cards beat Kentucky state. What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.